0: Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of See It or Shove It. I'm your host, Greg, and this week, I'm giving you my thoughts on the past year and selecting my favorites in a variety of categories in film and television, as well as highlighting the 10 most memorable moments in entertainment this past year. Now note, I'm saying what my favorites are, not necessarily or technically the best in terms of filmmaking. Sometimes that overlaps, though. But I am choosing based on how a film or performance made me feel, or how it engaged me, or just how in awe I was. So, there may be some choices where you may be like, what the fuck is wrong with him? But keep in mind, for some reason or another, I connected with each of my choices. This episode is chock full, and as I was putting it together, I realized it was going to go on and on for quite a while, so I have broken it into two parts for your convenience. Part 1 will focus on several categories, including my favorite films in each genre, and Part 2 will be released tomorrow and feature my favorite performances and one film that will be crowned my favorite film of 2022. Now, there are still a handful of 2022 releases that are waiting to get their wide release in theaters over the next few weeks, including Tom Hanks in A Man Called Otto and the dramas Women Talking and The Sun but these are my picks based on what I've watched as of this recording. If your podcast provider supports it, feel free to utilize the chapter function to listen to whatever category suits your fancy. I'm ready to go, and I hope you are too, so let's get started. Before we start getting into the nitty-gritty of films, I want to quickly let you know my favorite show picks in the area of television, with binge-it-or-singe-it picks of the year. In addition to watching a lot of movies, I also watch an enormous amount of television. And one of my favorite things to watch is talk shows. And the talk shows I watched every day throughout 2022 were The Ellen DeGeneres Show, Nicole Wallace's Deadline White House on MSNBC, Late Nights Jimmy Kimmel Live and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and Daytime's The View and Sherry. My favorite talk show of 2022 is. <laughs> Sherry! Sherry Shepard is hilarious, and it's so nice to wind down after a day of work and just laugh for an hour. When it comes to limited series that I really enjoyed in 2022, those were Hulu's *Dopesick* starring Michael Keaton in his Emmy-winning role, Showtime's Gaslit, starring superstars Sean Penn and Julia Roberts, both seasons of HBO's mega-hit The White Lotus, and Amanda Seyfried's Emmy-winning The Dropout on Hulu. My favorite limited series of 2022 is... Dopesick. Dopesick was a very gritty and difficult to watch show, but it is incredible and very maddening at the same time. I didn't watch a ton of drama shows in 2022, and most of those that I did see, I didn't find them to be overly great. But there were four that captured my attention throughout the season. Apple TV's Severance got off to a slow start, but once it got going, it was so good. The latest season of Netflix Stranger Things was both terrifying and theatrical. Apple TV's Servant from director M Night Shyamalan is just weird enough to keep me coming back, and Netflix's take on the Adams family character Wednesday was a modern take on a classic character. My favorite drama series of 2022 is Stranger Things. So scary. So well-made and so perfect. And finally, I watched several comedies this year that really tickled my fancy. HBO Max's Minx was a humorous take on the porn industry. ABC's Abbott Elementary was a genius return to form for the network sitcom. Apple TV's Bad Sisters was a demented and hilarious murder mystery, as was Hulu's Only Murders in the Building. Gene Smart continued to dazzle in HBO Max's hacks, and the ladies of Netflix's Grace and Frankie sent them off in style in their final season. And my favorite comedy series of 2022, and also my show of the year, is... (laughs) Abbott Elementary. If you haven't watched this Emmy-winning series led in front of and behind the camera by Quinta Brunson, you really should. It is a treasure that doesn't come along too often. But, uh, Barbara, what are you doing today? I'm going to a screening of Rocky Horror at my church. They take out all the cursing, all the references to sex and sexuality. It comes in at just under 26 minutes, and it is a hoot. It's a yearly tradition. We've watched Nightmare Before Christmas, but only the Christmas parts. Practical Magic without the witchcraft. And Hocus Pocus without Sarah Jessica Parker. Now, on to my picks for my favorite films of 2022. The first category I want to talk about is my most pleasant surprise. As you know from my segment trailer talk... I get my first impression of a film from its trailer, and even sometimes from the movie poster before that. These eight films were surprisingly enjoyable for a variety of reasons this year. The Black Phone, starring Oscar nominee Ethan Hawke, looked creepy, and it was. But I left wanting to watch it again, so I did. I tend to find Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds' films to be hit or miss, and when I saw they were doing a Christmas musical, I rolled my eyes. I may have even groaned. But after seeing Spirited, I was immediately put into the Christmas spirit. Marcel the Shell with Shoes on seemed odd, but it's just about the sweetest film I've seen in a long time and left me with a huge smile on my face and maybe even a tear rolling down my eye. And I thought Top Gun Maverick would be a by-the-numbers action film aimed at men who drive huge pickup trucks with steel balls hanging off the back end and a Trump 2020 bumper sticker covering up the 2016 bumper sticker. Basically, the complete opposite of me. But it was a hell of a ride, and a ride that I saw five times in the theater. I thought Devotion would be a Top Gun Maverick knockoff, especially since star Glenn Powell appeared in both but it was a good film in its own right. I never thought Smile would be the scariest film of the season, but it sure was. Nor did I think something called The Greatest Beer Run Ever, starring Zac Efron, of all people, would be as poignant as it was. Or Michael Bay's Ambulance, as thrilling as it was. So those are my picks for the most pleasant surprise of 2022, and my biggest surprise was how much I (laughs) enjoyed. Spirited. On a bitter, cold Christmas Eve, one dark soul is selected for redemption by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and yet to come. A tradition that continues to this very night. Like a Christmas carol? Yes, yes. If you would just let me get this out, sit. So out of all the people on the planet, murderers, people who do gender reveal parties... I'm the guy you're going to haunt. You know what? Forget it. Like I said, I really thought this was going to be the dumbest thing I'd see all year. But for some reason, it really hit the spot with Holiday Cheer. It is currently streaming on Apple TV. Next, the opposite of a surprise, is my list of the biggest disappointments of 2022. The following films had me looking forward to them only to leave me anywhere from mildly disappointed to downright pissed off. Disney struck out twice with Pinocchio and Lightyear as both films failed to live up to their promise of being enchanting and full of Disney magic. Instead, we got an experience that ranged from subpar in Lightyear's case to abysmal in Pinocchio's case. Oscar-nominated actor Mark Wahlberg's Father Stew was marketed as a comedy and not the dull drama that it is. The remake of Firestarter failed to set the box office or my interest ablaze. There really are fewer things worse for me as a moviegoer than when a horror movie is boring and not scary. Where the Crawdads Sing was not as mysterious as it appeared to be. And I'm sorry, Daisy Edgar Jones was supposed to be a swamp child, yet was so clean, fresh, and mannered. Oscar winner Brad Pitt's bullet train was an exhausting ride that I wanted to get off of halfway through, and Halloween ends went out on a whimper rather than slaying it. Finally, Amsterdam and Emancipation saw their Oscar chances go up in smoke once they were released as both were convoluted messes. So, I give the title of my biggest disappointment of 2022 to... Halloween ends. First of all, some of my commentary here may allude to a spoiler in the film, so move on to the next chapter if you want to avoid this, but I really think you should just avoid the movie. This movie was marketed as the final chapter in the Michael Myers vs. Laurie Strode saga, and about 75% of the film wasn't even about them, instead focusing on two new characters. It was so bizarre. And when Michael finally does appear about halfway through the film, only to leave again for a bit, there was no suspense or real scares. By the time he sealed his fate, I was ready to jump into the same steel-crushing machine that mushed him to bits just to put myself out of my misery. It really was a shitty way to end an iconic character and series. However, if you want to watch this pile of garbage, it is streaming on Peacock next up is my favorite documentary of 2022 what i love about documentaries is that they take you inside the lives of people communities and even animals during a specific period of time 2022 has some fascinating stories to share from a united states congresswoman's road to recovery after a shooting in gabby gifford's won't back down to actor Robert Downey Jr. coming to terms with the failing health of his father, Robert Downey Sr. in Senior. A couple devoted to both each other and nature explore their relationship and the wonders of volcanoes around the world in Fire of Love, and a journey through the daily life of one of nature's beautiful creatures in Disney's Polar Bear. These stories enriched the audience's knowledge and touched the hearts of those who watched. We also got to peek behind the curtain on the lives of celebrities in Jennifer Lopez's documentary Halftime and Cheryl Crow's story in Cheryl. And I also went on a psychedelic trip in the David Bowie pick Moon Age Daydream. My favorite documentary of twenty twenty two is Moon Age Daydream. Questions have arisen, such as who is he, what is he, where did he come from, is he a creature of a foreign power, is he a creep, is he dangerous, is he smart, dumb, nice to his parents, real, put on, crazy, sane, man, woman, robot, what is this? Are you there, David? Are you there, Mr. David Bowie? This film was stunning. Working without a script, director Brett Morgan takes audiences on an incredible journey about the life and career of David Bowie by piecing together concert and interview footage that creates a cohesive narrative throughout. It is a psychedelic and trippy experience, and if you didn't see it in theaters, I really wish you could have. The sound and scope were fantastic. It can be rented now and is expected to stream on HBO Max in the spring. One of the best parts of being a subscriber to theater ticket programs like AMC's A-List and Regal Unlimited, of which I'm a member of both, is that I get to see films I normally wouldn't be willing to spend money on. One category that fits this is foreign language films. Some of the greatest stories told each year come from around the world, and this year is no exception. My favorite foreign language films that I saw this year include Antonio Banderas and Penelope Cruz in the hilarious official competition, Oscar winner Juliette Binoche in the romantic drama Both Sides of the Blade, and the Indian blockbuster action flick RRR. Also, South Korea continued its winning streak with the mystery Decision to Leave, and that had an unbelievable ending that will haunt you for days, and Germany's brutal war epic All Quiet on the Western Front was an unflinching look at the horrors of war. My favorite foreign-language film of 2022 is Official Competition Vosotros tenéis hijos? Sí, cinco. Todos con la misma? Sí, sí, todos con esta. <laughs> Ellos pertenecen a mundos muy distintos. Idiota! Ignorante! Malparido! This movie was a riot from beginning to end. Seeing Oscar nominee Banderas go toe-to-toe with Oscar winner Cruz was a delight. These are two actors who lately seem to portray super-serious characters, and to see them let loose was incredibly enjoyable. Oscar Martinez also stars as a serious actor who becomes intolerant of Banderas' character's shenanigans. It can be seen on AMC+. 2022 was filled with thrills and chills. The year started out on a nostalgic note with a Scream reboot, followed in March with the innovative Murderer Crashes a Porn set X, which spawned an equally fun prequel, Pearl, in September. In June, Ethan Hawke became a neighborhood menace in the creepy The Black Phone, followed in July by Jordan Peele's sci-fi horror opus, Nope. August saw Bodies, 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 adding to the year's body count, and Idris Elba fighting a lion in the ridiculous and ridiculously entertaining beast. September saw Florence Pugh be driven mad in Don't Worry Darling, and Smile made people afraid of smiling in October. The year wrapped up with the pitch-black comedy thriller The Menu, which will have you never looking at a s'more the same way again. My favorite horror suspense film of 2022 is... Nope. Nope. I'm talking to you, bro. What'd you see? Someone above the clouds. That's big. How big? Big. You think whatever kill Pops is out there? When I first saw Nope, I liked it a lot. When I saw it the second, third, and fourth times, I loved it. This is one of those cases where I, when I first saw the film. I felt like it didn't live up to the previous films from director Jordan Peele. However, the more it sat with me, and the more that I watched it, the more I couldn't get it out of my mind how incredible it was. It is also the most thrilling film-going experience I had this year. The final act on the giant six-story-high IMAX screen on which I saw it was the most breathtaking experience I have had in theaters in a long, long time. It is now streaming on Peacock. Kids had plenty to choose from in 2022. Jim Carrey returned to torment in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The bad guys showed that bad guys can be good underneath. Disney continued its confounding film decision-making skills by skipping theaters with The Great Turning Red. Bob's Burgers hit the big screen in the Bob's Burgers movie. A one-eyed shell touched hearts in Marcel the Shell with Shoes On while Lyle Lyle Crocodile sang his heart out and Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio made everyone cry their eyes out. Minions, The Rise of Gru, showed how Gru got his start. Um, but in the end, this one is tough for me to choose from between two titles in particular, but my favorite children's animated film of 2022 is... <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I selected this just over Marcel the Shell with shoes on, because it is a masterpiece of filmmaking, and although it may be a bit too dark for small children, older kids and adults should find it appealing, touching, and a marvel to look at. It really shouldn't be missed, and it is now streaming on Netflix. (laughs) Movies kicked into high gear in 2022 with several pulse-pounding sequels bringing favorite characters back to the big screen alongside new favorites. Topping the box office was Tom Cruise's thrilling Top Gun Maverick and Marvel's somber but action-packed Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Also taking flight was Robert Pattinson as The Batman. James Cameron brought us back to Pandora with Avatar The Way of Water, while the Daniels took us inside the multiverse in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Michael Bay's Ambulance brought new meaning to the phrase Ambulance Chaser, and Viola Davis showed us who was the Woman King. And two films with Nordic themes enchanted us and thrilled us with The Brutal, The Northman, and Violent Night. My favorite action film of 2022 is... Top Gun Maverick. Here we go in three, two, one. We're going into combat on a level no living pilot's ever seen. Not even him. You think up there you're dead? Believe me. Make the same mistake. i really couldn't believe how much i enjoyed this film as things with this much testosterone and appeal to the hyper masculine of the world usually does not appeal to me however this was so well done the story brought a fresh take on an old franchise and bridged the two together perfectly the action was non-stop and the technical aspects such as sound and special effects were so immersive. I surprised myself by seeing this in the theater five times. It is that good, and it is now finally streaming on Paramount+, Plus. if you are one of the few who has yet to see it. 2022 had no shortage of drama both on and off screen. Indie greats Emily the Criminal starring Aubrey Plaza and A Love Song starring Dale Dickey showed strong female-centered stories, South Korean mystery drama Decision to Leave provoked the mind and gave the ending of the year. Mainstream releases like the hit Elvis, with a star-making turn by Austin Butler, hit high notes, while personal stories like Steven Spielberg's semi-autobiographical The Fablemans and the Harvey Weinstein scandal-themed She Said told emotional tales. As did true stories like Elegance Bratton's Emotional, the Inspection, and Jessica Chastain in The Good Nurse. The trip back to Downton Abbey, a new era, also gave audiences a feel good story. And my favorite drama of 2022 is. The Fablemans. The lights change how everything looks. It's hard to find our house. Ours is the dark house with no lights. The artists sammy's on my team takes after me what kind of movie are we gonna make spielberg's emotional and inspirational tale that was inspired by his youth will take you on a roller coaster of emotions that is driven by phenomenal performances by gabriel labelle paul dano Seth Rogen, Judd Hirsch, and especially Michelle Williams in a dynamic tour de force. It is currently still lingering in theaters and available to rent at home. 2022 also saw a treasure trove of comedies that had me laughing my head off. From Oscar winner Nicolas Cage's meta The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent to the sweetly funny Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris starring the incredible Oscar nominee Leslie Manville. Comedies were everywhere this year. George Clooney and Julia Roberts teamed up again in the charming Ticket to Paradise, and Colin Farrell lost a friend and a donkey in The Banshees of Inisherin. A group of friends led by Bowen Yang and Joel Kim Booster went away for a weekend on Fire Island and Oscar winner Jim Broadbent stole a painting to help the poor in The Duke. Sequels and reboots also provided some chuckles, with the dashing John Hamm taking over for Chevy Chase in Confess Fletch, Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan taking over for Steve Martin and Diane Keaton in Father of the Bride, and Daniel Craig returning as Benoit Blanc in Glass Onion A Knives Out Mystery. My favorite comedy film of 2022 is Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Danger here. Are you calling me dangerous? We'll see. Let it all out. Hell yeah! This is reckless. The killer wouldn't hesitate to kill again if it covers their tracks. really great at clue huh? I'm very bad at dumb things. Ticking boxes, running around, searching all the rooms. It's just a terrible, terrible game. This was one of the most fun experiences I had at the theater this year. I went to a midnight showing of it and couldn't take my eyes off the screen and hung on to every word, trying to find the clues shown before me and figure out the mystery while also dealing with the bombshells. The second time I saw it was even more enjoyable as I was able to see the clues I missed the first time. And trust me, they're there. This is now streaming on Netflix, and you should watch it. So that's it for part one of my two-part Picks of 2022 episode. One of the films that I talked about today will be my favorite film of 2022, but you need to come back tomorrow... And listen to the next episode. Until then, I'm out of here. Have a good day. Happy New Year. Bye. This episode of Theater Shove It was recorded in Orlando, Florida, and is produced by Gregory G. Productions. Music by Mysterio Music, all rights reserved.